You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Riddle Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it is Will the Thrill Greenwood at Fantasy Joe underscore Will on Twitter. It'll be relevant in a second. <laughs> um, so, Will, we, we got a fun week to talk about. Week 12 is in the books, finally. Um, you know, we, we just ended um, hours ago because we're recording on Wednesday evening, as we always do. Um, and we got a lot to talk about. So let's jump into it. Let's get into our moments of the week. And uh, Will Greenwood, uh, who are we going to name the moments after? Who do you think got the biggest week in, in week 12 with a lot of big performances? Holy hill, scat man. If anybody doesn't get it, it's a variation of holy cow, Batman. One, because <laughs> of Tyreek Hill's epic performance. And since I have him in fantasy league, I also have Derek. But anyway, uh, and then two, scat man instead of Batman, uh, because... As we were writing this show sheet, I got a note from Google as they were spying on us that the Batman people aren't very nice about using their trademark. Uh, so far, <laughs> Scatman doesn't care. Yeah, and, and and that song is stuck in my head now, probably for weeks. Now. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're sorry in advance if it's stuck come, in your head, too. How come teams don't play that as their pump-up song? You know, like right before the kickoff, they're playing that just to like throw off the, you know, the opposing team. <laughs> Maybe like Division three football schools do that. It's Have you ever possible. scatted? Um, well, I, I think that has a couple of different meanings. <laughs> oh, I, did, I don't know. The, so the answer is no. I guess I don't know the, the darker meaning to it. I only no. know of like, we'll have to talk uh, about it later. In like seventh grade <laughs> in honors choir rhyme, yeah. we did a performance at the botanical gardens of Davenport. <laughs> Master, nice. Trust me. You go to Davenport, you got to see this botanical garden. It's just insane. Uh, it's, and I'm pretty sure there were less attendance than people in the choir, but we did uh there was a couple people that did, you know, like, like scatting in the, the term of music, right, Musi- right, musical right. scatting, yeah. let's say yeah. that. Right. And I look back on that. I think one, that's a mention amount of pressure for a kid to do. And they would go up there, they would do something different every time. And they were good. Like they were totally fine at it. But I look back on that. I'm like that. That is a lot to put on like a, what are you, how old are you in seventh grade? Like 12, like 13. Uh, Anyway, so that's my scat history. Uh, Not the bad scat is the musical scat, musical scat history. (laughs) Wow. I said the word scat too many times. (laughs) Uh, Let's, let's, let's move on, shall we? No. So Holy Hill Scatman moments of the week. Will, so yours obviously is the aforementioned Tyreek Hill, I guess, right? Well, so I, Ryan, as I always do, did some tinkering. And so I put in Kiki Cootie, QT. I keep saying Cootie, like Cootie's the toys like got, as a cooties. kid. I don't want to put them in my lineup. because Ryan, team stop going all negative here. Remember the Cooties toys as a child? Uh, the, like plastic and you put the arms in. Okay, maybe. I, I don't remember. I, so I'm, I'm, pre, the, I'm the old, I'm the old yeah, one on the show. It's so pre-like it was... internet generation, but post-Ryan's generation. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh but yeah, so I, I had like I was going into the week, you know, I had I started Dallas's defense because I thought, you know, Washington, they should at least be able to prevent them from scoring a bunch of points. It's a nice safe play. They really played pretty decent against Minnesota. Yeah. Um, and then Tyreek Hill came around on Sunday, and all of a sudden 
uh, I was winning at the end of the first quarter of that game. So I think, and that's just the, to name the moment of the week. It's when you have a player like Tiger kill and he does something epic like that, you just get reminded to why you keep these players. Cause there's, there, I mean, there's, there's times where you'll see him not get a bunch of targets and you just get really worried. But then there's a day like this where you're like, Oh yeah, this is why he's still a top dynasty receiver. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. He just put on a show. I mean, just the, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tyree kill it just, yeah, the chiefs we talked about on the, the patron show, what, what a fun team they are and how much fun they are to watch. And, you know, Travis Kelsey, it's just, they could be eaten so many different ways. And if every team was like the chiefs fantasy would be so much more fun. Oh yeah, it would. Um, yeah. So I was happy because I had Tyreek Hill going against uh, Trey Barrett. Uh, uh, Who's that? Yeah. The guy that used to <laughs> has a show with us sometimes still, still comes on every once in a while. So he's the, basically I, the founder of the Joes. I have, I, yes, I have two ma- matchups against Trey, and I, I, I went two and zero against Trey, and one I beat him by a hundred points in a matchup he was favored because basically because of Terry Kill, so and Antonio Gibson, <laughs> so that helps when you yeah. got those two guys going on your team. Um, I got yeah. Terry Kill too this week, but it's still a high. Yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun, and it's always fun to see performances like that. And well, on Thanksgiving Day, that that's where I start my my moments of this week. We, we saw a lot of great performances. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson uh you know looking great against the cowboys will fuller you know sadly you're not gonna see any more of those performances from him but but he was great uh deshaun watson you know that that lions defense is just pretty pathetic so that was fun on 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 turkey day even even though we lost a game to to watch um some good fantasy performances um i think well in, in league of ballers i was actually up something like 96 to nothing mainly due to will fuller and antonio gibson so that's always good going, you know, leaving Thursday and, and you're up by almost hundred points. So that was, that was fun. So I, it was, nice to see some fun fantasy performances on Thanksgiving day. And it's fun to see Deshaun Watson cook. I just like him. I like, I like him as a player. He seems like a really good dude. And he's had to go through some rough times through the Bill O'Brien years and uh, his team failing him left and right. But so, you know, it's always, it's always nice. Yeah. I think the future hopefully will be bright for, for Houston. Hopefully they'll get, um in uh you know a, a good gm and and we'll, we'll who knows who the head coach will be but... i heard they're uh eyeballing doll loggins to uh oh boy and his offensive coordinator is gonna be kenny loggins <laughs> sell deshaun watson and dynasty no i know how good he is okay what what about you what's your next uh holy hill scat man moment of the week uh i really liked seeing jarvis landry come back to life uh i i know he's a little like volatile and in, in like erupts as a person i feel like a lot on the field and in the locker room and when they were on uh oh shoot what's the show where they where they do it where they follow him in the off season anyway hard knocks uh, hard knocks yeah like he's yeah. he can be kind of a tough person to like because he's very vocal and swears a lot and is uh maybe kind of mean sometimes but i like seeing jarvis landry finally looking like old jarvis landry again uh I, it's just a fun player adds to that depth maybe it makes that uh, Cleveland passing game relevant again. And so that was, you know, I don't really own Jarvis Landry anywhere in, in, in Dynasty or Redraft, but I like, for some reason, right, I had this like emotional tactics to Jarvis Landry that I didn't really know about until this week and he performed well. It's like, yes. But I was like, why am I like that? And I just, I guess I just like him. Yeah, I, he's a fun guy to root for and, and a guy that has historically been very underrated in Dynasty. And, and, and yeah, it was good. And I, I think the Cleveland Browns offense has, has had, a little bit of bad luck with some of the games that they played with the weather conditions and um 
you know, Baker Mayfield, obviously, I think at this point we realize he's not necessarily the best quarterback in the world either. So, um, but yeah, no, that was definitely good to see. Um, I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Well, for my next one. And I, I want to give an example of why IDP is so much fun. Why I like playing IDP leagues, <laughs> Joey Bosa. So Joey Bosa in one of my leagues where, where one of the things about IDP that you need to know if you decide to join an IDP league is that the scoring varies dramatically from league to league. I mean, much more so than leagues that don't have IDP players. So in this one league where I, I, I so I, 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 I'm one, my division, I'm the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a buy um, mainly because Joey Bosa, I had like 63 fantasy points from Joey Bosa because of his three sacks and everything else he did in that game. So I just got to, you know, say that was fun to see Joey Bosa blow up and realize how much that helped my, my, my team. So that was cool. Um, right. So, my only knock on Joey Bosa is he needs a repeatable celebration. You know, he needs like that, that Jared Allen, you know, like hot, you know, like hog tying him. Right. Right. Or, like right. My favorite celebration is when the guys like do the little dance and rub their belly. Like that's, that's probably my favorite one for defensive players by far. Like if I were a defensive player, that would be my celebration all the time. Even if I was like a safety and like, you know, super cut up and out defensive line, I'd always just be like waving around and rubbing my belly uh, when I made a good play. So that's what, that's the only thing he's missing. If you had points per celebration scoring, I don't know if he'd be, if he'd be as good. So you know, that's where... I, I, the impression I got from Joey Bosa watching Hard Knocks this year was that he seems like he's a pretty serious focused guy. You know, like he's, he just seems going to locked in. So I don't know if that's part of his personality. You know, he's just he's business. He just wants to go out there and sex quarterback, which, which I appreciate. I think it is too, because he's been on Dan Patrick a couple of times and he's kind of like jovial and talking around, but he's not the, the best interview in the world in the sense of like, okay, he just, he just wants to kind of focus on what he's doing. Like he's not there to be, you know, he's not there to have like a, a career in show business after football. Right. Right. And that's okay. Cause there are plenty of guys that, that fill that niche. So we don't, we, he doesn't have to worry about you want to know who should trade for him. The Niners. No. The Niners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was an article in the athletic about, you know, Matt Stafford and how, you know, he needs to move on the line should move on from him um, and where, and where he would be a good fit in their number of teams. And at the top of the list was the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Every good skill position player, Ryan will always be, they'll be like, Oh, the Niners should probably trade for him. And I'm, I'm the same way. I always want them to trade for him. Uh, but I, I think Matthew Stafford is the one guy where if he went to San Francisco, I think that is a good fit. I, I think they are probably just a, like a, like above average quarterback away from being a contender in my opinion. So, yeah. Well, imagine if like if Naheem Hines was on the Niners. <laughs> or, or any player. So I don't know. Funny. You just keep going down the list. Yeah. So Aaron Jones, free agent. You know, the, the Packers may not have the money to resign him. They got cap issues. So how about Aaron Jones to San Francisco? Yeah. I'll, yeah. It, you know, imagine Aaron Jones, Ryan. Oh, on the Niners. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> what's, then, what do you got? what's next? Uh the next one I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down uh, a little bit. Uh, is is that Panthers missed field goal, Ryan, for the Vikings to win. So this has a little bit of a quick story behind it. It might be a touch too personal, but I lost my grandfather this past week and he was actually part owner of the Vikings at one point in his life. Uh, kind of all that, like, you know, rich and wealthy family money was gone the generation before me. But uh, when he went and it was really important to my aunt, they were, you know, they were really close and really tight. And it was, she was actually very emotionally invested in this game. And so when the Vikings came back and won and then they missed that field goal, it gave her a really bright moment. And that was just a really, really cool moment for me. And so that was a really big high of the week. That should have, we should have, that was, that's a great story. We, that should have been like the lead off. I, I feel like we should have joked around. That was awesome. That's great. No, we got to keep that. it light and then we'll go deep. 
yeah then we'll go back to light then we'll go back to light. that was cool that's very cool <clears throat> um well i don't have a, you know i don't have any other moments to, to let, let's end let's end with that let's let's transition now with with letdowns and um i'm gonna mention uh it's kyler murray letdowns of the week because kyler murray uh, you know so, something's off with kyler murray i get you know we, we we know he had that shoulder injury so so he's hurt he was quarterback 25 this week he finished behind jacoby Brissett, who didn't even start a game <laughs> but a couple of you know just kind of you know touched goal line touchdown runs i mean you know yeah pretty, and i assume philip rivers outscored him too then so he was behind two colts quarterbacks yes behind two colts quarterbacks <laughs> and he um finished only 0.1 fantasy point ahead of brandon allen who started for the cincinnati so um, it, it, it's not good company. Trace McSorley almost uh, caught him <laughs> with it, with his late, late fourth quarter performance, uh, today. So it, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray, it, you know, if, if you got him on, on your fantasy teams and I have him on, on s- several and he's been, you know, kind of leading your team, I, I'm worried about the fantasy playoffs. So that's, that's a huge letdown for me. Um, uh, right. I was, I was worried about the leagues that I traded for with Lamar Jackson and his performance on un, unrelated here that I didn't have Robert Griffin on any of those teams as like the kind of like a handcuffed quarterback. Right. I no longer care. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, Robert, Robert, the Robert Griffin looks lost out there as a passer. And I think it's just because he's not, they, they don't, they don't use him. He's not getting enough, like maybe reps as a passer. He's not having to do the same reads. Like he is just, God, they should have put McSorley in way earlier in that game. It sucks that he got hurt, that Robert Griffin got hurt, and McSorley had to come in, but they should have pivoted way, way earlier. Even just that one play, the fact that Robert Griffin couldn't do that. I mean, he was missing uh, – he missed Marquise Brown on a, a potentially big play earlier too, but it wasn't even close. Like, it was just bad anyway. Yeah, yeah he, he's bad at this point in his career. I, I mean, uh, he's just declined ever since his his rookie season. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's not a passer. He's, he's a runner and – yeah, we well, should probably sad. go to the Niners. That would be. Uh, <laughs> weird. Uh, all right. What about you? What about some some letdowns, Will? I want to lead off with another quarterback related thing, and it's just that Ron. I messaged you on Voxer that I was just excited to see what is going to happen in the Broncos quarterback world because I was like, this is wild. We've never seen this before. Right. Uh, I'm just very interested to see how this all plays out. I didn't think it was going to be like a spectacle, but I didn't think it was going to be this boring. It was just a snoot like a snooze fest. And also that the no fun league took away our chance to have a coach to start in QB transition for that one dude who played for like, it was like South Florida or central Florida uh, in like 2012 or something under 2014 that they had their offensive control. I think it's offensive quality control coordinator or something. They wanted to suit him up for the game and the NFL said no. And NFL, come on, come on. We deserve that as fans that we're going to see some, you know, some dude kind of trot out there probably with too big a Jersey that he bought at a store. It's got like the wrong last name on the back. It says like Cutler, you know, it doesn't really match the rest of the team too closely. And then he just comes uh, out there and slangs it. You know, it, it, uh, it reminds me too, right. Of those hockey moments, you know, like the Blackhawks have had it where they had that accountant come in is their reserve goalie, you know, and mm-hmm. these people get to be like Epic stars where it's not quite close. Cause he's a part of the team. But the Maple Leafs has another really good story about this guy at one point was the Zamboni driver. For I Maple was thinking Leafs. of this story. Yes. Yeah. And go and find his story. And it's just this guy. And he was again on the Dan Patrick show. And he just seems like an awesome dude. And like the first two shots that he faced, he let in, 
you know, cause like nerves and these are pro NHL. I mean, NHL players are, are awesome. So like there probably could have been like good shots and he just kind of didn't have the reflexes, but then he shut them out the rest of the game. And uh, those, those kind of things. So we were a moment like that was taken away from us uh, because the no fun league <laughs> wouldn't let it happen. I mean, it's the Broncos fall overall. They're uh, one of the, one of the saddest teams to be a fan of. I feel bad for the Broncos fans. Cause that organization is, is just looking, looking bad. Um, but anyway, that, that that's one of my letdowns is that as soon as that story came out and I found out they didn't let him do it, I was just, I, you know, just that, that moment of fun was taken away from us. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put that link in the, in the, the show notes because that, that, that 43 year old Zamboni driver becoming the emergency goalie hero. That's just such a, a great story. And that could have been, I mean, not that that would have happened in this case, if they would have let that coach be the quarterback, we know that wouldn't have happened, but you know, there would have been hope going into the game that some miracle could have happened. We could have had a, uh, some amazing story what they need to happen. do yeah. for moments like that ryan is give that goalie the number like triple zero and then as soon as he comes in and he does something like that I, I think the game ended in a tie i'm not exactly sure or they they won but either way he almost lost it for him and then i don't believe they lost they need to retire that number or like you know have some sort of crate like one two three four five and then retire all those jerseys every time a backup goalie has to come in and the team uh either like wins or doesn't lose yeah no they won they won six six to three okay yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. they retire that man's number <laughs> all right um the uh other other letdowns i i've got several but i won't i think he came in for the other team too he came for the other team yeah yeah Carolina. and he's a maple leafs fan and he led yeah. the first two but then stonewalled <laughs> them the rest of the time so so great i mean i guess like and, and so the, yeah the hurricanes so they should have like a night yeah if anyway that that's such a fun fun time that's yeah, a long so, letdown but then a yeah, fun moment yeah my letdowns have to do with um just injuries you know josh jacobs getting hurt my guy dj moore getting hurt um which may not be too serious but i think we're still that's still up in the air um and and i think it, well i'll let you go next because we kind of have similar letdowns although a different different perspectives yeah, my, my biggest letdown was just anything Raiders related. Yeah, I mean, what any any, any part of it, any, any like if you started anything from that team, you're like, ugh. That's what the NFL is so interesting, and um, I think it was Jeff Radcliffe that was talking about this week on, on his show um, that you know the, the Raiders like that's why division rivalries are so interesting because you know you got the Raiders that can beat the Chiefs, but then they go into Atlanta and they just they just get destroyed i mean i mean they just their, their offense was was horrible um and, and it's it's an interesting league that we that we follow that for sure but yeah that was that was bad it was ugly really i ugly. think that's what makes like betting on the nfl so fun too and why vegas's job is so hard overall is to set spreads or any betting site is uh the variance in the nfl is always high because it's always small sample size you'll never have enough sample size for it to really for you to have a you know any like 75 plus percent confidence in anything yeah. Well, one thing you could have been confident in, um, this leads me to my last letdown, is that the the, the Bears weren't going to go to Lambeau and beat the Packers. But, I, you know, I thought it could have been a little bit closer. And my biggest letdown is not that the Bears lost to the Packers, because that was to be expected, but the Bears' defense will just just decided to lay down in that game. I mean, not, not that the you know, the offense was going to do enough to lead them to victory or anything like that, but it just was a pathetic performance by the bears defense and, and really disheartening. So 
that was my biggest letdown. I just I wanted them to put up a fight. It's your rivals, the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau on on Sunday night football for heaven's sakes. And you just look come out and look like that. I was just embarrassing. Yeah, it ruins the primetime game too. Especially Ryan is when you had Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers in a must-win situation, and the Packers lay off the gas. Put up 90 on the Bears. Come on. Rub with the rubs your faces in it and have my fantasy teams win. Uh Okay, so so Aaron Rodgers is the QB five. He threw four touchdown passes, so I don't think you'd be too mad at Aaron Rodgers. But not enough to Adams. <laughs> Tunyon's been a fun story, but I wonder if he's just a fun story because the tight end landscape is so poor. Like, we talked about Darren Waller a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, Ryan, I need to go make some offers for Darren Waller. Uh, I tried. I didn't, I didn't acquire any Darren Waller, but now might be an even better time to go acquire Darren Waller because uh, I guess it can't it – can't, it can't get no worse. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Darren Waller has had his last five games. He's had, you know, one good one, one pretty decent one. And then three where he just was like every other tight end in the league. So um, yeah, you're not getting that consistency from Darren Waller. I mean, and, and really we, I know we talked about this before, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the tight end landscape, like uh, there's a league where I, I really would like to add a tight end, you know, going into the playoffs because my, the rest of my team is solid, but I just have, I have nothing at tight end. I've got like uh like Jack Doyle and Jacob Hollister and, you know, Mo Alley Cox. Like those are my tight ends. Right. And there's nothing on the way for it. Cause it's dynasty league. So I'm like, I need to get some help here. But, I can't but believe I, you I, have Jack Doyle, Ryan. You're such a hand size snob. Yeah. I, I, I need to die. I don't know why I have him, but the, the, the waiver <laughs> wire is just, is just very barren. And, uh, you know, looking at trade offers and stuff, it's like, like, who do we even target? You know, because, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, you know, contenders, I think have some of the better tight ends. I'm not going to get Kelsey from anybody. Um, I, I think a guy like Waller is probably hard to acquire. No one's going to trade you Hawk. So do you, I mean, Robert Tanyan, do you go out and, or Robert Tanyan, I can't even say his name right. Do you go out and trade for him? And if you do, what do you offer? What's he yeah. worth in dynasty? And, and I mean, how, how excited are you to have him? Yeah. He is any chance. He's just as much chance as any other guy out there to put up a zero. Right. It's not like he's like having this massive target snapshot. Like it, it all the, like, like everything leading up to him doesn't guarantee success. He's just a small sample size outlier. Yeah. So I, I don't know what to do. I, I mean, uh, you know, cause you just look at the names. It's like, like, even if you want to pay up, cause some of the younger guys, okay. Like Johnny Smith, maybe you can acquire him. You're going to have to pay a decent price for Johnny Smith. I think, but do you feel good about starting Johnny Smith? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, no. So what's the, I don't know. I guess I'll just roll. Uh, I mean, Corey Davis is probably going to get tight end eligibility pretty soon. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a problem, but let, let, let any other let dance you want to mention anything else you want to say? Or should we, should we move on to the, no, the but one, the one class last quick high of the week, Ryan was Colin Johnson for the Jaguars. I wanted to get that in. That was the, the next undrafted free agent for the Jags flashing. Is he the next Keelan Cole? The next guy that'll be on and off your dynasty rosters for years to come. Four yeah, for ninety six I mean, and a tutty. It just is fun. I just love, I I just love when rookies flash because it gives us stuff to analyze and talk about, and we have off season content now. Yeah, and, and you know one of the things I like about it seems well to me that this past season, the off season, more people were doing best ball leagues. Um, so so I joined a, a couple of them. And I like best ball leagues with deep rosters because then you can pick up a guy like Colin Johnson because you're never going to want to start him. But, you know, if you got some space, you know, your roster in a best ball league, who knows? He may pop off again. So those guys are fun. And it makes guys like that relevant because um, like like I have a good story, actually. So I'm in a best ball league 
and I had some some empty spots. I put some guys on IR or something, and I picked up uh, Olabisi Johnson and then Chad Beebe. Um, yeah, and, and they 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 showed up for me in the box score because they produced well enough. So that, that and you never start those guys in a like typical league, you know. So it's it's kind of fun to do that. And it's like, yeah, that paid off for me picking up those yeah. guys. <laughs> so um, tw- tweet of the week. Um, I like this. This Nick Whalen posted this earlier this evening. Um, who would you rather own in Dynasty? They're all 27 years old. Um, and these these three guys are Stefan Diggs, Michael Thomas, and Mike Evans. So Will Greenwood, who would you want in, in Dynasty? Uh, all the Mike, same Mike, Michael Thomas still. Yeah. It's been just a rough year for him. And now that he's back healthy, hasn't got a lot of time with Breeze, he's had some... I think emotional fallouts on his own side, uh, but he's going to be there for a while. And once they get a quarterback that can pass again, he's going to be fine. I mean, he's still the leading receiver last week, but it doesn't really matter to me. I still think Michael Thomas is going to be a core part of that offense moving forward. And I, he's still incredible. And it's not nothing against Diggs or Evans, but I think that I, 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 for, for fantasy points and then future value, I think Michael Thomas has already hit his ceiling because he was the wide receiver one. You can't go any higher. And he's, he might not be the wires for one overall again ever, but he has a chance to just remain in that top, you know, let's say eight ish for longer than I think these other guys do. So what, so who's your number two? Uh, that's, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is like a tie for you toss up? I mean, I, I think, I think I'll go Mike Evans then digs, but it's, it's closer. It's yeah. Close. I like I like uh, Mike Evans is still an alpha dog red zone target. He's got that touchdown up. I know Diggs is out producing him this year, but I just I don't know. And maybe maybe I should take maybe the smart choice is Diggs than Evans because Diggs is that the Diggs has a, a longer injury history too than Mike Evans. I know Mike Evans limps off the field quite a bit, but then comes back in. But I'm gonna go Evans and then Diggs. If I were drafting, and like. I'm sitting over a trap door where if I don't pick in, in 30 seconds and that trap door is going to open, I'm going to fall into the mysterious beyond. Uh, I'll go Evans and Diggs. I, I think I, I totally agree with you actually. Cause I, I think that's a good point with the injuries. Um, and, and I would go Michael Thomas too. I, I it, no hesitation for me to go Michael Thomas. It, I, I didn't think twice when I saw it, I'm like, this is easy. Um, what do you think Twitter said? Uh, recent surprise. I went, I bet they went Diggs, Evans, Thomas. They, they actually went Thomas Diggs Evans. Okay. So, so Michael Thomas was 49%. Diggs is 44 and Mike Evans only 7%. Oh. So I think Mike Evans is one of those guys that for whatever reason is, is, is always underrated in dynasty. It seems so like for just, I, I'm not sure what it is. It's one of those um, things around where you remember the bad moments and not the good ones. Yeah. Like you remember the time he put up a zero, you know, last year. I don't know if he has any zeros this year. I don't remember now. But you don't well, remember the the big moments he's had, or you remember that you know his high variance two catches for two yards and two touchdowns, and it's been a weird offensive year for the Buccaneers versus uh, Diggs in in the Bills and Josh Allen and his step forward at the very beginning and they kind of regress back and then now we got to see how it plays out. I think Diggs just has more momentum. And I think and yeah, I mean with these three guys, I think a lot of it is too because because we, we were first of all with Michael Thomas you remember how, how great he can be. And, and this is just a lot of weird things have happened to him this year. Um, you know, injury, new, new quarterback now. Um, and, and the digs is, is what number top five, you know, wide receiver this year. So um, 
Yeah, and they just wait one year until the Niners trade for him. So I've got another one. Nick Whalen posted this one too. This isn't on the show sheet, but I'll read it to you. This we'll just do this one quickly. You're the head coach, and you have to start one of these quarterbacks for all the 2021 season with your job on the line. Which do you choose? Okay. So you're the head coach, Will. 2021 season. You got to start this guy every game. Your job is on the line. Okay. So here are your options. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, or Drew Locke? I'll, t- I'll take Wentz. Yeah. I mean, th- this also is an easy one for me. Who's who's your number two? Um, oh, man. I think, I think Drew Locke. I go Darnold over Drew Locke. I, I, oh, you I, just you have you have you have big head size bias too. I, I do, and and I would go Drew Locke. And yeah, then maybe we, may, Rad. Maybe maybe I would go. I think you might be right. I think Drew Locke's. I I I said that too confidently. You've swayed me with your massive analysis <laughs> that I listened to. I <laughs> think I'd go. No, I think I'd, I'd go Darnold. I think I'd go Darnold Locke. I think that's the better choice. I Darnold still has. I, Locke is just bad. I I yeah. said that too quickly. Yeah. And, and and clearly, uh, Trubisky is destined to best case scenario be a backup quarterback in the league because he just doesn't. Ha- he just the poor decision maker. He, he you know he, he's a one read guy. It's just yeah, we, we don't even need. To I feel that. like when you would talk to Darnold Ryan, he would feel like everything. You know, me since I'm an absolute genius of a head coach uh, in my own mind right now, uh, that Darnold would at least you'd feel like you're getting through to him the whole time, versus like. <laughs> Trubisky would kind of stand there and then like drool would slowly like fall down from his lip or something, you know, like you'd realize he was sleeping with his eyes open or something during your conversation. It would just be very frustrating. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think Mitch Trubisky is, seems like a really nice guy, but man, he's just not a very good quarterback. Um, so we were, we were right with Twitter. Just if you, if you're curious, so Carson wins 53%, Sam Darnold, 34%. Drew Lock eight percent, Mitchell Trubisky five percent. So I guess uh, Mitchell Trubisky's uh, family m- must have voted in this. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but um, but yeah. So all right, that was fun. Nick Whalen's a good follow on Twitter. If you're not following him, he's he's always putting putting fun stuff out there at underscore Nick Whalen. Um, Will, do you want to you want to mention a couple of trends before we get into our hot bolt spicy takes for week thirteen? Yeah, and I don't know if I should even call them the trends. I just wanted to look up a couple things because I want to look up Antonio Gibson's touchdowns on the ground, just the ground this year. Let's just call it Greenwood Analytics then. A Greenwood Analytics Yeah, special. classic Greenwood Analytics. These are live-by, die-by type of analytics that you absolutely need to know. Uh, hashtag Greenwood Analytics. Poppy is the cutest dog. Uh, just, you, just kidding, You just need to change your Twitter handle to at Greenwood Analytics, actually. I should. That, that would be fun. Yeah, and it would be more fun twitter name and it, like all my followers will understand uh, so <laughs> no doubt no doubt okay uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's dig in has 11 rushing touchdowns at this point in the season uh that puts him seventh in total rushing touchdowns in the 2019 season uh do you have do you think he can get to you know they have they have what four five games left do you think he can get to like 15 rushing touchdowns because we're talking about elite rushing touchdown performance at this point in time. Uh, you know, I, I think he probably can. I think they have a kind of a 
a tough schedule. Uh, although I would, I would love to look at the schedule and see who Washington's going to face. I guess I could pull it up, but um, if I had a bet, I would bet against it. Um, uh, what, what do you think he ends up with then like 13? Yeah. I, you know, I, I think that he has benefited. I mean, I, I, I like what I'm seeing from, from Antonio Gibson. Um, but, but I also do think he, has benefited from a couple of good matchups. If you look at, you know, the Dallas, you know, game three touchdowns, of course, rushing at Detroit, two touchdowns. They're, they're, they're pretty bad against, um, um, you know, rushers. So, I, so I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, and I feel like he's had some really good opportunities too, because a lot of his touchdowns seem like they're, you know, they're at the goal line and then he's kind of their goal line back. Of course, you know, if you're the goal line back, you get touchdowns. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know if, I, I mean, I like Antonio Gibson, um, I think our listeners know I've, I've been a big fan of his, um, you know, since he, you know, since the, the draft and, and where, where they, they, they took him, but I, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think, so I think, especially by current trends. So in the last three weeks, Ryan, he has six total touchdowns. Uh, and it's, it's kind of taken over the more that they, they gave Peyton Barber a look at the goal line and luckily enough, he didn't get in and they put in Antonio Gibson and he scored. <laughs> Thank goodness. Uh, he's not getting a ton of carries which I think is odd. Uh, and, and maybe that'll change. So I think, I think Washington's defense is pretty decent overall. Like, I don't, I don't think they're that bad, but anyway, so I, I think that he could put up four more touchdowns throughout the season to get him at 15, which puts him in pretty elite company in the touchdown department moving forward. And I think when we look to project that moving forward, he may be a candidate for touchdown regression or his dynasty value may be boosted up. Uh, but I still think right now, even if you have a, like the, the problem with, you can't really buy Antonio Gibson right now, but I think in the off season, he's going to be a target of mine to buy on his upside for the future. Okay. So I, I was right. He does have a tough schedule. So he's at Steelers at 49ers versus Seahawks versus Panthers. So if you're looking at, according to MLF, um, the ranks Steelers are eighth against the run. Niners are 10th. Seahawks are third. Um, and then, well, the Panthers are 16. So. Um, so it's so not great four up against the Panthers, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 it maybe that doesn't, doesn't mean much. If you look pat, back at the season, he's, he's doing pretty well against um, some other teams that are good against the rush. So, but no, it's a great story. I, I mean, I, I, even though I, I was a big fan of Gibson coming into the year, there, there's no way I would have predicted him to be where he is right now. I didn't think he would have this type of season. So it's been a, it's been a nice, Nice ride for Antonio Gibson owners. Yeah, when it comes to rookie running backs, he's only being overshadowed by James Robinson. Yeah, that's amazing. How, unique story. how much money could you have won if you would have put down money? Like uh, after the first 12 weeks of the season, your top two rookie running backs would be James Robinson and Antonio Gibson. I mean, people would have oh. laughed in your face like, no way, not going to happen. Yeah. Who's James, these... Rob- who's James Robinson? Antonio <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Gibson has like four carries in college. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It is crazy. Which I looked at the David Johnson comp too. Like David Johnson's carry totals and touch totals in college were insane compared to Antonio Gibson. I think that his stylistically it was similar, but when you actually looked at at like usage in college, it was massively, massively different. So it made me more worried about Antonio Gibson. And uh, I, I'm just gonna be taking the the L on that one, Ryan. I mean, I, well, I hey, didn't get him enough places. Hey, but listen. 
he he's I'm not mad about it, but it's just right. like, you know, yeah, he's, he's an outlier. I mean, he's definitely an outlier. Cause you know, guys usually have, you know, better college production than he had. So, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's understandable that people that wanted to avoid him because I mean, just imagine if Ryan Nall was drafted by the Washington football team versus the bears, it'd be the same <laughs> thing. So, uh, right. All right, so is that your next uh, Greenwood Analytics, uh, Ryan <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> uh, the Niners should trade for Ryan Nall. Uh, oh, so over under 16 rushing tutties for Derrick Henry, Ryan. He's currently at 12. I'll go, we, oh, I'll go over. We are in winter we're gonna coming. A, we're going to Derrick Henry season. Are you kidding? For the playoffs? Yeah, we are. And it's going to come into my hot take later this week. Yeah, but so maybe. why you think. Uh, maybe maybe so, 20. 20 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> No, I kind of hope so. I love Derrick Henry. I don't. I have Derrick Henry enough in a, in, a, in a couple spots, but not enough. Not enough spots. He's the kind of guy you want to root for too. He's he's just a he's a super nice dude. Everybody speaks very very highly of him, and he just he just puts the team on his back, Ryan. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I have him in just one league, and um, I'm I'm a huge fan of his. Uh, I, I love him in DFS. Um, it's, it's yeah, he be... won me, he won me money this week in DFS. So that was, that was nice. Yeah. I, I bet 12 bucks and won $5 back, but that's only because of one Tyreek Hill team that I had <laughs> I had too much on like two or three out of the four teams that I played for money for three bucks. Each had too much Derek Carr and Raiders offense players. Um, but yeah, that again, but though Derek Henry is going to be this off season question, like, Oh, big workload again. What do we do moving into next year? Because I honestly don't know. Uh, and you can't acquire him now. No competing team is selling Derrick Henry. If you, there's some poor, poor person that has had Derrick Henry and is performing poorly, you just sell the farm for him if you're a competing team. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so so those are those are some fun Green Room Analytics trends. Wait, we got to get into one. We got to get into this. This one actually matters. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not, I'm not moving on. I'm just saying that, that we're moving into the ones that aren't so fun. I mean, we're yeah. the negative ones, right? Okay. Sorry. I thought you might be trying to move on. Let's move on to hot, bold, spicy takes for week 13. No, okay. no, let's, okay, no, fine. let's, no, no, let's, let's get into these. Cause these are good. And, and, but I'm just saying they're not as much fun. Well, because we're talking about negative stuff here. So, so let's yeah. Go. And I think this is the most interesting one that I don't think we've talked about. I mean, he had a bad game this week, but the one and only miles fumbles Sanders. So he's played in eight games this year and has three lost fumbles. He hasn't had those weeks that you wanted. He's not living up to the price that you paid in either a draft or an auction or in trade. Uh, what I want to know, Ryan, is what's your concern level for Miles Sanders right now? Because mine is very high. Uh, I guess it depends on what you mean by concern level. Um, does it does it mean that I want to, you know, where I have him in dynasty run out and, and sell him for whatever I can get. I'm not there, but I, I think Miles Sanders has always been a guy I seem lower on than consensus um, because I, I've, I mean, I think he's, he's very talented and, and the, the fumble thing really didn't even go into my, my equation of that. I, I just worried, you know, with, with the Eagles, with the way they deploy the running backs that he just wouldn't get the, 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 the volume that, that, some of these other running backs get. And I don't know if that's really proven to be the case, but still for, for my taste, um, I, I, I need to pull up the numbers, but it, it seems like Boston Scott was getting way more run in, in the, the, the game this week against the Seahawks than, than he should have. Um, so yeah, I, I just think with, with Miles Sanders, 
and I know none of these guys really are, you know, I mean, well, James Robinson is, is one exception because that guy is like truly a bell cow. Cause he gets the vast majority of the, of the, the touches in that offense. But um, you know, Miles Sanders, I don't feel is ever going to get as close to that as we want. So and James that's my Robinson big might be having a season that's better than any season Miles Sanders will ever put up. Which is crazy, but yeah, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, um, uh, yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you think about his career, we, we haven't seen it. I mean, you know, we had that stretch at the end of last year that was really phenomenal, but um, you know, this year, yeah, it's been a big letdown. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm assuming that the Eagles offense will get better in 2021 and their offensive line will get healthy, but I know they've got some big cap issues too. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, he's a guy I'm concerned about, but I don't know that, uh, you know, what, what actionable advice does, does that mean? Does that mean you should go out and, you know, you know, sell him? I, I don't think so. What, but what do you think? Uh, I don't think you can sell him at this point in the season. Uh, I think after the draft, if the, the Eagles do not add somebody, we'll get another Miles Sanders selling season that I think you should look into doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to argue against that because he, he just has been a, a, a big disappointment this year. Um, and, and, you know, he's, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say he's injury prone. I think it's, it's way too early to, to say something like that, but um I don't know, you know, uh, yeah, just, yeah, I, I, I understand the concerns and, and, and not, like I said, I, it's, it's not been someone that I've been super high on compared to the dynasty community anyway. So, um, but I hope I'm wrong though. Cause I, I, I like Miles Sanders. I think he's talented and um, I, I don't, I'm cheering for him to be successful, but. Yeah, yeah, we'll and you see. want that offense to be good. Cause you want every offense to be good. Of course. Yeah, we want all offenses to be yeah. good. They're just not right now. Um Okay, final Greenland analytics trend. And this is another negative one. Well, so it's just about Zeke. And I looked into it a little bit more that I didn't really know and maybe an under-the-radar problem. Zeke has kind of a, a history of fumbling. Uh, he has six lost fumbles. I don't know how many total fumbles he has this year. But through, you know, 11's ga- 11 games played, six lost fumbles, that's just like he is just tacking on. And I don't mean to just pile on to this bad season for Zeke because it's been awful. If you have Zeke in a league, it's not been a fun ride. Uh, and like I traded before Dak got hurt, you know, Saquon Barkley for Zeke and things like that. And it hasn't really benefited that, <clears throat> that team at all, but his rookie year, he had five lost fumbles the next year he had one, but then he's six, three, and then back to six. Uh, this is, this is, I mean, he's paid, so he's probably going to be fine, but uh, I worry about there's going to be situations where he may be taken off the field in the future. If he can't get this fumbling problem under control. So I just, my concern level for Zeke was high anyway. And then <clears throat> looking at something like this, he's the the number one fumbler non-quarterback in the league. Yeah. And I, I don't get why the Cowboys, like with, with Tony Pollard there, he, he, Tony Pollard is a talented running back. And if I were coaching that team, I would probably give more touches to Tony Pollard just because he's, he's talented just to kind of save because they've invested in Zeke and, yeah, I know he's only 25. He turns 26 this summer, you know, but, but we've seen this before, you know, where he's, you know, um, the rookie season, 322 carries and 242, then 304, 301. I mean, you know, you, you 300 carries a that, season. You, well, and that, that 242 is when he's suspended for six games. That's, that's right. That's right. So I'm not suggesting he's breaking down or, or, or anything like that, but I don't know. I mean, 
you know, if, if you're in a dynasty startup, I mean, where do you think he should go based on, I mean, cause on one hand, he's been super productive his whole career. Um, and even this year we, we can, you know, knock him, but he's still, a you know, RB one. So, you know, if, if you're doing a dynasty startup, where, where are you looking at to grab Zeke? Uh, I think it's that, like, I, th- I think that like cut off is I, I would, I'd struggle between like him and Josh Jacobs on, on where to take maybe like, what, what did we do earlier? Where did I move Zeke down to? I think he's in that like RB six to 10 range in a startup. I think that I would be the person that if Zeke is the choice on the board at running back and I can't decide if it's super flex, especially I'm going to be pivoting positions. I mean, in the most part, and we're going to have a whole nother season of this, Ryan, of like trade back mania. Every advice is going to be trade back, trade back, trade back. Just prepare yourself for that. Everyone out there is going to be doing a startup because everybody's going to want to acquire more of these picks because you had, we had a lot of people are, that are moving up in the ranks that were later picks this year. And those first round picks haven't worked out as well as we were hoping. Um, so that's, that's where, that's kind of my thoughts is that I don't think Zeke is a player that I'm excited about taking anymore. And we talked about it earlier that like Zeke might be a good buy, but I think at the end of this season, I might, I'm not going to sell any, like, unless it's a really like, like decent offer. I'm, I'm not planning to move any of the Zeke shares that I have, but I may try to acquire him when it's like a wide receiver for running back kind of push. You know, if I can get uh, Zeke for, you know, Tyler Lockett plus something or, you know, like, th- like those kind of things where I still think he's going to be a valuable fantasy asset moving forward for the next two years. But I just is the, the shine, the shine is off. Yeah. The, the, the shine is definitely off. Just the running back landscape kind of sucks right now. I mean, to make decisions on. Right. Um, yeah, no, it was sad. I, I think of, of owners out there that, that had uh, Saquon Barkley and, and, and some people, a lot of people move Saquon Barkley, you know, obviously if you contender and, and you want to win this year, he wasn't helping you. So I, I know I saw so, several deals. It seems that people move Saquon for Zeke. And I think if you did that, you, you can't be feeling real good right now. I did I, Ryan. Are you specifically referencing that? Cause that hurts, man. <laughs> was that, was that you? In Dynasty Darwinism? <laughs> no, I'm just going, but you weren't, I mean, you, you and several other people did it. And and at the time it was, a, I thought it was a smart move. I, I think I might've said to you, I think, I think maybe even Trey, um, Trey Barrett did that in the league. And I think I said about yeah. you like, Oh, that was, that was a good move. Um, because it was the time right before it Dak went down. Yeah, but, but that's the other thing too. Like, yeah, so like what what story are we, are we saying about Zeke if, if Dak had been healthy? Let's say that it happened to Dak. Um, it could be a completely different story. Zeke could be the running back one right now, for all we know, if, if Dak hadn't gone down. I think, it, it, you know, he had that kind of impact on that offense. So, <sighs> anyway, we'll see. We'll see. I think that's the thing people might forget too that, you know, next year, uh, theoretically, the, you know, that Dak will be going back to the Cowboys because because he's, you know, not under contract, right? Um, I guess they could they could uh, probably franchise tag him. I mean, they'll, yeah, and I think and I get guess looking at this, out. Zeke has lost five fumbles. He has had six fumbles. I think with Miles Sanders, it's a bigger issue, but with with Zeke, it's only five fumbles lost, I guess. But uh, that's I think it's just a good conversation point, and he's going to be a very like in twenty twenty one, Ryan. He, he could be Zeke could still be a league winner. Oh yeah, no doubt about that. All right, well let's let's move on from the the 
the you know we, we should have started with the, the two sad things with Greenwood Analytics and then gone to Antonio Gibson and Derrick Henry, but that's okay. We'll, we'll we'll remember that for next time. Or do you like the or or do you like the compliment sandwich? <laughs> there you go. Let, let's move on to how bold space takes for week um, week thirteen. I don't think we you know we 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 skipped Thanksgiving week. We took another bye for ourselves. I don't know that we need to go back to week eleven. Um, we we didn't get our takes right. We can just tell our listeners that. Uh, unless do you want to go back to week 11 no, we can skip it they're bad yeah, yeah so week 13 hot bull spicy takes we we have five levels here we've got banana pepper jalapeno habanero ghost pepper and the almighty carolina reaper uh will and i will take turns sharing our hot bull spicy takes and then um we'll, we'll assess the value to them a heat level if you will so uh I, I, I don't have mine on the, the show sheet, but do you, do you feel really good about this? I mean, you go last year and go first. Well, with yours, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Cause I don't know yours. Cause it's not on the show sheet. Uh, right. right. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking, you know, jets beat the Raiders, but I just can't. The jets are just way too bad at being a professional football team. Uh, New Orleans three point favorites on the road against Atlanta. Atlanta just beat those hapless Raiders. Uh, I can't just, I can't go there because I'm too worried about Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and that kind of like mix up. Uh, and their kind of injury worries. I just don't feel comfortable about it. So I was looking down and yeah, Matt Ryan. I'm, I'm, I'm riding bad lately too. Yeah, I'm riding this. Uh, this I guess like my Brown, my current Browns fandom that is has come to light. Uh, the Browns are five and a half point dogs on the road at Tennessee. So I'm gonna go one Browns. You know, win outright. Ooh. And then on top of that, with with I believe Miles Garrett coming back this week. That's correct. Everything under that that they hold. Derrick Henry to under 70 yards rushing. And with the caveat, if Derrick Henry gets hurt, it voids it. He's not going to get hurt. Don't worry. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, I know, but like, I just wanted to put that in there. Right. So could the Browns go to Tennessee and you're saying they, they win. It could be like by one. It doesn't. Yeah. You're just, they squeak out a win somehow. They're five and a half point dogs. Calling I, the win I, is already a pretty no, big I, call. Right, right. No, I, I, I think that's accurate. I think the Derrick Henry call is, is, um, is interesting, and I, I'm curious what his rushing low is this season. I, has he? Has it happened? It's happened. Let's see. You said under seventy yards. That has happened to Derrick Henry twice this year. Mm-hmm, it was. Mm-hmm. It was against Buffalo and against the Chicago Bears, but not while winter was coming, right? So, but but I, I, I that's odd that he only rushed for. Um, I think that, that had to do with the the game script. I think with Buffalo, I don't remember that game. That was Week Five, but I, I, I unfortunately watched that Bears game. Um, <laughs> um, and the Bears defense, you know, good defense. They they played well in that one. Um, yeah, I, I like this. I, I think this is hot. So. I'll give it. I don't know. I, I, I'll give it Carolina Reaper. What the heck? Because it, it's. Mm-hmm, I, I think mm-hmm. it's. I think it's hot. I, I think that you got to have a lot go right because even if the Browns win, um, you know Derrick Henry, odds are really good he's going to rush for at least seventy-one yards, right? So, all right, Carolina Reaper. That's that's a good one. I like it. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I think that that was the one I was worried about too. I was really trying to find a good like like upset call. And I kind of hope the Jets beat the Raiders and somehow the Jaguars get the inside like route to the first overall pick because I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence go to the Jaguars than the Jets. Yeah, that would be... But that's uh, just wanting. 
I don't know. I, I think the league needs Lawrence to go to the Jets. And I, and I think, honestly, I think the Jets are, once they get a new coach in place, I think they're set up pretty well. I mean, they've got a, a lot a lot of money. They don't have cap issues. They've got draft picks. I, I mean, the AFC East now is, is more wide open with the Patriots slipping. So I don't think that's a bad place to go, assuming they get a new coaching staff in that, that's, that's good, which is a big Or place. he goes to the Jets and then gets traded to the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish don't you wish but i think jacksonville i um i, I don't know what their cap situation is but um i, I don't know i just think that that franchise has never been good and i, I don't know I guess, I guess both situations are not the best that should be a high of the week too is mike glennon putting up a fight crazy huh i mean Great. that it makes the i feel like the take hotter against derrick henry it's that uh but anyway well, so so here is my hot bull to take for week 13. So the Lions, for some odd reason, they're three-point underdogs going to Soldier Field. Um, I think that the Lions are going to beat the Bears by double digits. And I think that um, uh, DeAndre Swift is coming back. I think Swift is going to have a huge day. I think he's going to be a top, I'll say top six running back this week. And... Uh, um, the, the Bears are just going to get whooped by the Lions. It, it hasn't happened for a while, but it's going to happen. Um, you know, you, you might have heard that the Lions have a new coach, Daryl Bevel. He is changing things. He's already made some tweaks this week. He's playing music at practice. There's a new energy in the building. Fired up. The Lions are going to play hard for, for Bevel. They, they, they've already said, um, the Lions president, Rod Wood, said this week that he is a candidate, legitimate candidate for the position and the Bears have quit on 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 Matt Nagy, I think. And I, I think we're going to see it again this week. So I, I think the Bears are going to get embarrassed at home um, at the hands of the Detroit Lions, Will. That's, that's much more motivational than the Atlanta owner being like, well, if he goes undefeated. Uh, so I think the double-digit win in January Swift being a top six, that's a good parlay. But I think that instantly moves it to Carolina Reaper. I think the Bears are an overall better team. Than the Lions. I think rushing wise for Swift to have a really great performance against them, the Lions are not the Packers. And I get that it was at Soldier Field, but there's still no fans in the stands. And so maybe it's slightly different, but they're both like natural. I think Packers and natural grass. Maybe it's a heated type of situation with that field turf. But uh I think I think Bears at home, Ryan, it's just is it's a different, it's a different world. And I think you're I think you're not giving your Bears enough credit. Well, well, listen. I think if I hadn't just seen what they did against the, listen, okay. I know we got it in the show here, but the bears were coming off a bye week. They're still, they're, they're like one game back. Like they just saw the Arizona Cardinals lose. So, you know, essentially they're like a game back that like legitimately, if they, they beat the Packers, they got a chance at the playoffs, like legitimate chance. They got a really easy schedule down the stretch. You got Detroit, you got Jacksonville, um, you've got Houston. So they've got some, some cupcakes on their schedule still. Right. So if the bears win, which is a tall order, I know green Bay is good uh, on Sunday night football, primetime game, you're coming off your bye week They should have been prepared, motivated, and they just weren't the, the, I mean, the offense played better. Um, but, but the defense was horrible. I, I just think they quit on, on Matt Nagy. And I, I think they're, they're going to, we're going to, I hope I'm wrong. I, and one of the reasons I want to make this take is because we've been so wrong with these takes that <laughs> happened. So maybe there's a little bit of like, you know, reverse, um, you know, psychology or, or, or something here, but, but honestly, I, I really think I, 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 I hope I'm way off on this, but I just think they're going to come out and 
look embarrassed. And I think the Lions are are fired up based on what I've read this week. So I think it all depends on whether or not Matt Nagy is playing music at practice or not. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to find out. If we find out, we'll we'll tweet something. I kind of right. So. I kind of want the Lions to be really good at some point again. Yeah. Well, as a division rival, I I I mean, I feel bad for the Lions as as bad as it's been for the Bears. I, I mean it's it's been a lot worse for the lions it's just it's you know there's certain franchises oh, I, that just yeah just get the have the worst luck and um you know with, with the town like barry sanders that they had um yeah well you know just it just yeah just what a wasted career it, it feels like because that guy was so so good name one lions player whose career wasn't wasted with the lions yeah right all right well we should probably get out of here two minute warning well any final thoughts uh i i think i've i think i've gotten them all out tonight i don't i don't have much else go watch fat man <laughs> go watch fat man with mel gibson <laughs> we talked about on the patreon if you guys want my real take on it so if you're yeah if, if you're wondering what you're missing out by not being a patreon supporter patreon.com slash fantasy joes well we're, we're talking about movie picks like fat man with, with mel gibson so, so so check that out please please support us on patreon all right with, with that let's get out of here we are the fantasy joes um i am at roto librarian right livergood he is at fantasy joe underscore will will greenwood soon to be at greenwood analytics i'm gonna have will i'm ryan we're the fantasy joes be well and be safe